Strength in the Shadows, the podcast where we fearlessly navigate the art of building discipline, cultivating grit, mastering resilience, and unlocking true potential. Surpass your limits and join us on this journey of transformation as we unapologetically explore the intersection of fitness, mindset, and unwavering accountability. Welcome, my friend. Let's go. Bali, Indonesia. It's so special, man. It's absolutely magical. It's one of my most favorite places on planet Earth. Me and Bali, we just vibe, man. It's not for everyone, but I highly recommend it. And it seems every year on social media, right? The algorithm pushes a specific destination. One year, it was Malta. Another year, it was Tulum, Mexico. And then it was Italy or Greece or Iceland. You name it. It's always changing. And what will next year's destination be? I don't know. But I can tell you that Bali is growing in popularity very, very quickly. Last 5, 10, 15 years, my God, Bali is booming. And both inside the military and outside of the military, I must tell you, I've been super lucky, very fortunate. I've been able to see a lot of different countries. And of all the places I've ever been, man, when it came to food, culture, people, adventure, Bali just fucks, dude. It is the absolute best. And so my Bali adventure started back in 2022. My mother and I actually backpacked Southeast Asia. We did a three-week trip. It was our first time in Asia, so this was special. We went to Singapore, Bali, and we ended in Vietnam. And we only spent about five or six nights in Bali, and it just wasn't enough. If you're going to go to Bali, go for at least two to three weeks for the full experience. You could obviously go for months or years, but I'd aim for two to three weeks to get the full experience. Five or six nights just wasn't enough, at least for me. And so when we left Bali, I told my mom, Mother, I will return to the promised land. I will come back. And when I make a promise like that, I fulfill it. Talk about it. Be about it. Boom. When I got back to San Diego, I researched like a mofo. YouTube, blogs, checking out Google Flights. Dude, I had to return. I had to come back. And I did. I booked a round trip flight for two months. I would return to the promised land and go knee deep into Changu. And of course, explore the other villages and towns across the island. I was ready. I was all in. And the one thing about airfare to Bali, obviously it comes down to where you're coming from, but coming from the U.S., aim or expect to spend anywhere between $1,000 to $1,500 round trip. Obviously, you can spend two grand, three grand, four grand. Um, if you get lucky enough, you could probably snag something under a G. But coming from LAX to Bali with one stop in Singapore, for me, paying with credit card points, it was approximately $1,100, so just over a G. 15 hours to Singapore from LAX and then two to three hours to Bali from Singapore. It's a long flight. It's a lot of traveling. Um, it's definitely the worst part of the adventure, but once you're there, you can live like an absolute king or queen. When it comes to accommodation, obviously this ranges. You can stay in a hostel or guest house, right? Like a stay away, have your own room, shared pool. You're looking at like eight to $15 per night. That's what I saw. And in my second half of my trip, I stayed primarily at guest houses. So had my own room, shared a pool, common area. It was a lot of fun, met people, um, didn't spend a ton of money. It was central. It's a good deal. But my first month right there in the heart of Changu, the epicenter of Bali, I spent $1,000 for 30 days to have my own villa. Two bedrooms, three bathrooms, a private pool, and a butler or maid who came every single day to clean it. I was alone. I was by myself. That was $1,000 for 
for 30 days in the middle of the action. So if you came with, let's say, another person or a group, you could split a massive villa and save a ton of money, which is what I highly recommend. You can go alone. It'll be a lot of fun. But if you can go with at least another individual, have stories you can reminisce on with that individual, dude, that would be super special. So in regards to transportation, you need a moped. Sure, you can rely on their Uber, which is called Gojek or Grab, but ultimately, man, you need to rent a scooter. It can be exhilarating, it can be dangerous, but it's a ton of fun. It is a part of the culture. It's what locals do. Everyone has a moped. And I rented the best moped that money could buy there. I snagged an N-Max. Um, that was about $80 or $90 for the month. So transportation, $80 or $90 for the month. Uh, unlimited access, unlimited miles. And then to fill up my gas tank, it was like two or three US dollars per week. So extremely affordable. You could throw someone on the very back there. I always wore a helmet. That's the one thing, one thing about Bali is like a lot of people get screwed up from moped accidents. Typically people getting drunk or hammered and then thinking it's a good idea at midnight or three in the morning to go jump on that bad boy and enter mayhem. So be smart, be safe, wear a helmet. Sure, maybe I was stupid to pop top and soak in those rays with that vitamin D, but at least I had my helmet on. So that's transportation, that's accommodation. Let's talk about food. Dude, this is a double-edged sword here because Bali is one of the best places when it comes to food. When it comes to quality and not getting filled with preservatives and chemicals and crap, right? Injections into the meat or pesticide spray, well, you name it. The food in Bali is fresh, it's organic, it's nutritious. You can feel the difference, and that's the problem. You go eat like a king or queen in Bali, the best foods, the best restaurants, your sex drive's higher, your energy's better, better focus, right? You just operate and feel better. And this is a third world country. Indonesia is a third world country, but the food is world class. And when you come back to the United States, a first world country, and you even go to Trader Joe's thinking that's a good deal. Or you go out to eat and drop $40, $50, $60 on dinner. It's an absolute scam. You think you're eating healthy going to Trader Joe's? You have no idea. We are all getting ripped off. The food is not good. It is nowhere near the quality or level of food in Bali. And breaking the bank wise, man, for value with the US dollar at least, it goes so far in a place like Bali. So... You can eat. I mean, I didn't cook a single meal in two months in Indonesia. Didn't need to. I went out every single meal. And combining that with the training I was doing, my God, I was in some of the best shape of my life. Slept better, operated better, performed better. Just felt really, really strong and alive. And so if you're staying in Chenggu, you'll see it. The cafes, um, the restaurants, low end, high end. You'll range meals with like, I don't know, between two or three US dollars, ranging all the way to like 15 or $20. Um, so very affordable. I would get protein shakes like at this place down the street from the gym every single day, sometimes twice a day. And each protein shake or smoothie I had uh, came in at like $2.25 or something. And it was a great way to rec recover and feel the training. So Shout out to Smokies right there in Chenggu. But when it comes to some of the best food in Bali, highly recommend Chenggu. Uh, you'll see some good places also in Seminyak. Um, 
on the southeast part of the island. Uh, Uluwatu has some great places or, or spots there. So you really can't go wrong trying the local Indonesian dishes as you get into the towns or villages. Um, into nature or into the mountains is super special too. Don't, uh, don't sleep on those. Uh, but all in all, man, you will have some of the best food in your life in Bali. Guarantee it. So, fitness, right? Health and wellness. Bali has a ton of different options. In regards to yoga and meditation, a lot of people come to Bali to embrace that. Whether it's Changu or Abud or some places in the north in Kintamani, dude, meditation and relaxation R&R, this place absolutely hits home. Highly recommend it. In regards to gyms, right? If you're into CrossFit boxes or just standard commercial gyms, they're everywhere. Quality ranges, but there's a big fitness scene right there in Bali. And in Chenggu, at least, there's a ton of gyms. And the staple, so to speak, is the Body Factory. It is by far the most expensive place. It's like, dude, it's way overpriced. But I highly recommend it still, even if you just do a day pass. I did my first month there. And then in my second month, like I said, I jumped around across the island. And even when I came back to Chenggu... I would do a couple day passes or a week pass at another gym or two. But the three main gyms are Body Factory, which obviously has a gym, and then a recovery zone in which you have um, a sauna, an ice bath, and then a regular pool and bean bags right there on the grass. And you can network there, connect with like-minded individuals. Um, that was like two or 300 US dollars per month. So you could argue that that's like a huge scam there. But I said YOLO. I said screw it. And for that first month... Um, I made some fantastic gains, and in regards to ice baths and sauna, I took full advantage of it, and literally every single day, um, before training, after training, I utilized those recovery methods and felt great. It actually made a difference. Um, the other gyms outside of the Body Factory, you can go to Obsidian. You can also go to the Bull Gym. There actually is an F45 and a bunch of other smaller gyms or CrossFit boxes, so do your research, check it out. See which price point makes most sense for you. Um, but overall, man, if you want to get in great shape, of course, because of the nutrition and the low-stress environment, highly recommend getting over to Chenggu and at least uh, embracing it for a week or two. Okay, nightlife, right? People, what can you expect? If you want to go loco, if you want to go crazy, whether you're single, right, you're chasing tail, or you have a significant other, and you're enjoying a honeymoon, or you want to go out and get crazy, or relive the glory days, dude, Bali can get absolutely nuts. Chenggu, Seminyak, once again, those are the epicenters for the nightlife. A lot of foreigners, a lot of expats, and people will go out until 5, 6, 7 in the morning. Now, since I'm old and lame, I never stayed out past like 2 or 3 in the morning, but I have some friends or some fellow wingman there that would literally be partying on the beach doing keg stands, getting after it, slinging dong until 7, 8, 9 in the morning while the sun was rising. These mofos were Australian, so they're crazy. They're on another level. I wanted to invest in my sleep and wake up the next day and at least feel semi-okay. Um, but I definitely went out a few nights, and it was a ton of fun, dude. Whether it's a beach club, whether it's a regular club where you dress up as, or uh, it's a beach bar that's super casual and you're just in a tank top or swimsuit, there's something for everybody. Some places charge cover, others don't, but some of the best beach clubs in the world, man, 
even if you go into inland into Abud, um, there's a place called Kretia. You've probably seen it on Instagram. It's absolutely insane. It's in the middle of like the bamboo, um, bamboo forest or the rice fields there, surrounded by greenery, um, amazing pools, good food, good drinks. But more so by the coast is where you'll find a majority of the pool clubs or the beach bars, beach clubs. And um, they're all different, different themes, um, different types of people, socio-demographics. It's super interesting. Um, but yeah, if you're a single man, if you want to have fun, if you want to have a good time, great place to meet people because everyone there is like-minded. Everyone is there with an open mind. They want to meet people. You can put yourself out there. You can be alone. You can go with a group. You can have a wingman. It doesn't matter. The nightlife can get absolutely wild. So definitely check it out. In regards to places on the island to visit or to stay, where you don't have to go to Chengdu. I know people that go to Indonesia or go to Bali and they won't even step foot or sniff Chengdu, and that's okay. Obviously, like I mentioned, Seminyak was a very popular area some years back. It kind of boomed. It ended up, ended up, I would say, get saturated, so to speak, and then kind of Chengdu took over. But if you get over to Pereiranon, which is next to Chengdu, that's super cool. I love that area. Obviously, Abud, if you're into meditation, relaxation, the monkey forest, um, that's very popular. If you venture out into the mountains, like I said, Kintamani in the north, you can hike or climb Mount Batur. I did the sunrise hike. That was super special. I loved that. I hit the very northern coast there of Bali. There's like no expats, no foreigners, no white people. So you definitely stand out, but they are so welcoming. The locals, right? The Indonesians, the Balinese, super kind, super warm and welcoming. The best smiles ever. Some of my most favorite people in the world are actually from Indonesia. They're just on another level. Um, if you go to, like I said, the southeast corner, you can hit up Uluwatu, also known as Ulu. If you're a surfer, this is where most likely you'll be. I'm um, not as developed, but it's definitely booming. A lot of investments and people building and uh, the businesses and the bars, the restaurants, the gyms. It's growing very, very quickly. I love Uluwatu. I did a week or two there. Highly recommend that area. The cliffs, the water, like I said, the beaches. Man, world class. Uh, Cedamen. Check out Cedamen. Uh, that is literally in the middle of nowhere there, surrounded by rice terraces and fields. Um, very local. Once again, not many white people or expats or foreigners. So you can definitely get lost there. Find some good R&R. &R. Had some amazing Airbnbs that did not break the bank. 360 degree views um, on a terrace or balcony of the rice field. So really, really enjoyed that. Once again, everything via moped to all these places. It ranges from anywhere like 10, 15 minutes away to like two or three hours. So in the second half of my Bali trip, I literally just had a backpack on, had no plan and just boom from place to place, just showed up with my backpack, got accommodation for a night or two and then boom, moved on to the next place. And that was a really fun, exciting way to explore the island. If you get off island, there's actually other islands you can visit. So many islands make up the country of Indonesia. And if you go over to an island called Lembongan, right? Lembongan is about an hour or so ferry ride um, from the mainland, so to speak. Um, that's a good place to see. Some people will stay there like a week or a month. I personally thought a few nights was all you needed. Um, but right next to Lembongan, which is another 20, 30, 40 minute ferry ride, you can hit up the world famous Nusa Penida. Right now, go Google it. Google Nusa Penida. Dude, it's an iconic view of Bali. You've probably seen it on social media amazing views the water the beach down below unreal 
Most people just take their pictures from the very top and never do the hike down. It's pretty rigorous, but highly recommend it. You can do a beach day down there. And like I said, not many people make it down there. So you kind of have the beach to yourself. When I went, there was maybe a couple dozen people. Um, totally worth the hike. It was super hot that day. But once again, pop top, invest in that tan, soak it all in. It's part of the adventure. You need to go see Nusa Panita. Did two or three nights there. Definitely cheaper than, you know, mainland Bali, so to speak. But, um, you know, it's rural. Not as many, you know, good roads. Things aren't as much paved, but that makes for the adventure. Of course, there's other islands there. If you like to surf, I mean, this is like world-class surfing on some of these islands. Go check it out. Just go on Google Maps, see what's out there. Different strokes for different folks. But I think if you get two or three weeks to Bali, I would probably start, right? Because you fly into Dennis Bar. If I had like the ideal itinerary, I would do like two or three nights in Uluwatu. I'd do two or three nights in Changu or Pararanon. Then I'd go up to Ubud, do two or three nights there have two nights or so in Cedamen, and then get over back towards the airport and take a ferry to Limbongan slash Nusa Panita and do what you can, man. And that's a really good two or three week itinerary. If you want to stay longer, if you can swing it for longer, dude, amazing. Absolutely do it. Uh, if you're a digital nomad, I have to mention that, right? Digital nomad, it's a great place because the US dollar, for example, goes so far. So I met tons of people, so many small businesses or people that were crypto kings or whoever. Young guys, right? Older gentlemen, men, women, it didn't matter. No discrimination there in Bali. People were making a hearty salary and barely spending anything because cost of living is so good there. You can live like a legit king, dude. I'm not lying. So people would be drop, dropping what? A total of maybe like $300 to $1,000 in accommodation per month. You go out every single meal, have some dinner or drinks or whatever. I mean, you could probably live, I'm guessing, after accommodation, probably well under like $1,000 per month and have a really good quality of life still with that gym membership or be able to go take on those yoga classes. So different levels, of course, of lifestyle. You pick and choose. You'll be the boss on that. Some people will want to splurge, go absolutely off the deep end. You can do that. And if you want to be economical and save money, you can also do that as well. So my friends, I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Bali, Indonesia. Will I be back? I'd like to be back, right? I'd like to go back there for sure. There's other places on the island that I didn't get a chance to explore. Sure, like two months was a lot of time, but it flies by quickly. Um, a lot of friends, a lot of people that you know I met over there are still over there. Shout out to the Australians and the Dutch. You know who you are, um, especially the two Australian boys, right? Um, one of them was a Wall Street cat making millions and the other was a military operator, now veteran, um, part of the Australia military. Um, really good dude. Shout out to Logan and Tim. Great guys. We trained together at the Body Factory and then ran amok across the island. So hopefully seeing them soon. Much love to everyone listening. Get out there. Go travel. Stay tuned for future episodes. We'll be going into all the countries and all the places that I've ever been. Giving you my top five and my bottom five things I'm brainstorming, places I want to go in the coming year. We'll get into all of that in a travel episode. Stay tuned for that. Get out there. Be adventurous. Don't take life for granted. One day at a time. Make the most of it.
As we come to a close, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to each and every one of you for joining us on this transformative journey. If you found value in our discussions and stories, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review for my podcast. Your reviews not only fuel my passion for creating meaningful content, but also allow others to discover this empowering space. Your support truly makes a difference. All links are in the description. Thank you for being an essential part of this dynamic community. Goodbye for now, and remember, keep going.